Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guests on the podcast are Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill, who have just released a collaborative album in the game and are currently mired in a battle for number one in Ireland with Drake. So if you're listening to this ahead of September 17th, maybe go and buy In the Game from your friendly neighbourhood record store or iTunes, whichever suits. I feel the tide turning I face my body to the sea I read it like the yearning In your heart that's not for me Real is in the feeling, baby Nearer than to thee Don't do that, baby voice Mick and Susan were in the US when I talked to them earlier in the week. They're on a tour of the States. But they're back in Ireland on October 22nd when all of the COVID restrictions are expected to lift. They're going to be playing a gig at Cork Opera House that day, which is the Friday of the Jazz Weekend in Cork. That is back as well. Just FYI, in case you're planning a trip, they play the Barrys the following day, October 23rd. They're in Sligo on Friday, October 29th for Sligo Live 2021. Vicker Street in Dublin on Saturday, October 30th. Dolan's in Limerick on November 5th. Whelan's in Dublin on November 6th and 7th. On November 6th and 7th, the Spirit Store in Dundalk on the 11th of November. Town Hall in Cavan on the 12th. Dunkern in Belfast on the 13th of November, Roisin Dove on the 19th of November, and then they're going to Paris, London, and then they're back in Kilkenny on December 12th. There might even be more gigs announced as well for the winter, so you can check out the tour dates on mcflannery.com. We're listening to Baby Talk at the moment. That's the song that started it all, that got Susan O'Neill and McFlannery together. You'll hear them tell that story in our relatively short chat that's coming up. It still sounds so good, that track. It got me the very first time that I heard it. It got me, and I just still think it sounds so good. The subsequent album was written and recorded over lockdown in summer 2020 and it's continuation and a concept of sorts as the pair assume the characters of a couple in breakdown. It touches on the highs and lows of love, the good, the bad and the ugly. It's raw in parts too and then when the orchestration comes soaring in, it's all over this album. Expect to feel something, something. The album makes a good companion piece as well to Casey Musgrave's new album, Starcrossed. It's all about her divorce, so I don't know, can you work those two things in together? I have, in my listening this week. Anyway, I think they work quite well together, so just an FYI if you want to try that out at some point. Stay tuned to the end of the chat to hear the latest single from In The Game. That's called Are We Free? It's probably my favourite track on the album. It's a real standout, uh, so you can hear that at the end of this episode of The Point Of Everything. But here are Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill in conversation from America. 
I started out by asking where exactly they were. We were in a place called Bloomington in Indiana. Um, we came here last night to do a gig in a beautiful old converted theater. That is, yeah, it used to be a movie. It used to be a movie theater, silent movies. And apart from that, that's where we are. Yeah, I think. Hard <laughs> <laughs> to it's been 18 months being locked up and now suddenly you're like where are we where are we that now? is actually how it is yeah <laughs> what's it like in america how long have you been over there for about a week now um and it's it's beautiful and bizarre at the same time you know it's it's funny to come to come so far away and realize it's you know that that common denominator is still going on with everybody and we're all being extra careful and mindful but we're all really glad to just be on the road and sharing music again i think that is is a general theme you can be my reporters on the ground in america like is is the covid stuff still a thing over there are there are there still masks that you guys can see or is it like oh my god this is what like normal is again no, there's lots of masks last night anyway. But I think around here, there's a good few cases of the Delta variant. So people are a bit um, nervous. I, the guy from the venue last night told me that a good portion of the ticket buyers didn't actually come to the, to the gig because they were just, there's a bit of a nervous energy around. Um, so yeah, it's still, it's still definitely hanging over. So is the audience all wearing masks or is a large portion of them wearing masks? Last night they were all wearing masks by order of the venue. Other places we've been to haven't. How does that affect you guys or does it affect as performers on stage? Like, is it anything like, you know, you can tell a crowd's reaction, I'm guessing. Maybe you can hear them singing back at some points, but does, does it actually affect you at all? No, I think, you know, it's it's helpful that people show their acknowledgement of the song with their hands. <laughs> Using your hands, yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely helps. Um, I guess it was weird in, the, in one or two places where it was mixed between some that were masked and some that weren't. That's an unusual thing because you feel like you're singing to, like, segregated ideas um, or, or or feelings about it all um but i suppose again at least there's everybody is there for the music which is something but it's it's an unusual feeling it must be um such relief for you as well to get back on the road and actually be playing regular shows too is is that kind of the main feeling that you're getting mick i guess i'll, I'll direct that question as you as someone who's been on the road for 20 years you know you're just delighted to be back doing it it is nice to be back for sure i mean it's a nice uh, change from the streaming kind of thing that was happening the you know the, it's nice to hear a good uh, pa again that was the main thing I missed, I think. There's a kind of a, a nice energy from the people that, that they're, they seem kind of grateful to be out and at live music again. So it's kind of a, there's a heightened kind of buzz at the gigs. So it's cool. Yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to getting back to as well over the next couple of weeks as stuff in Ireland, hopefully gets back to something similar to that as well. But I guess you had a productive lockdown some some artists 
uh, struggled, I think, with the creative process, but you guys have come out with an album at the other end of it. Whose idea was it for the two of you to uh, come together? We have the same manager, um, Sheena Keen, who had suggested that our voices would work well together. Um, so we sat down to, you know, see what a co-write would, would feel like. Um, and that was the song Trouble, um, which was basically in its infancy and had just started. And while all that was happening, Mick Penn's uh, Baby Talk um, sent me a version of it that he'd recorded in LA with Tony Buchan, who would be the producer of the whole album. And he sent it to me and said, do you want to take this verse and this verse and see, see what it sounds like? So um, I went to Milltown Malbay um, and recorded it in a, in a lovely studio there. Um, when you got back from the States, you, you joined in and um, just tried the vocal a couple of times and to see if the emotion was right and see if the, the kind of feeling would sit on the track. And did so that's that was the first kind of jumping off point really why did the manager um suggest the two of you to to work together i mean was, was it just looking for something different on your end mick possibly possibly uh i've done a good few a good few albums now i guess that um you know maybe it was time for a bit of a change and i, I, I was very grateful for it uh, I'm I'm very I'm proud of the the album, um, and it is a different it's thing. It's a, like a, it's a whole. It, it gave me opportunity to write in a different way with two with you know using two voices is very interesting. Where, you, where do you place the other voice? What does the other voice say? How high is the drama? How you know. Uh, what what are they kind of talking about? It, it was it was interesting uh, kind of crossword puzzle to fill in. It's cool, Susan. Like obviously, it's worked out well because you're on tour in the states after making a critically acclaimed album together. But was there a pressure, um, like go, going into the studio with you know someone who's got five or six albums and like a long career behind them? Like, do you feel a pressure that oh my god, what what if this doesn't work out? Can can you even think back to to before all of this? Uh, yeah, no. Um, Mick is pretty easygoing to work with, and I think when it comes to any kind of music, you're always going to have you're you're always trying everything on to see whether it sounds good or doesn't. And if it wasn't working, I wouldn't be very keen to do it myself because I want to be representing a project the best way as possible. So. Um, it was just about seeing whether it was a good fit and whether I could do justice to the songs and the story and the character that was that became the arc of the story. So I didn't find it pressuring. I just found it like a new project that was an interesting thing that I was glad to be doing. And like, is the rapport with a collaborator important? Like, I mean, getting on well with with Mick you know you say he's easygoing and everything like have you done others or can you relate to others where it's like oh, I don't know if this is going to work um, without naming names or anything just in case <laughs> um, there's I've done other collaborations um, and 
sometimes songs within those collaborations aren't as um, well fitting as as other songs. So we might have have a few things that that go really well, and a few that I think this song is better without vocals, or this song you know needs to be rewritten. So yeah, sure, sure. Like every every time you do a new project or collaboration, you're trying on a different sound, and it's a different kind of it's a different uh, as you've used before. It's a puzzle to be solved in some way, and um, uh, I enjoy that. Enjoy that ch- challenge. Mm. Um, those first couple of singles that you made together were great. Like they really do stand out. Did it was it natural then for you Mick, to just be like, well, of course we'll make an album together. Where did the idea for it come from? We had kind of decided to make an album around the time that uh, the Baby Talk song was released because we had a couple of demos passed back and forth to each other that we thought might fit. So we thought we reckon. We had a good few going, so it was going to be a, it was going to be more than an EP. Um, and then some of the songs that came along just nearly kind of directed the the storyline. Um, for me, the, there was a song that's the last song on the album was called "Ghost," that kind of helped me. I wrote I wrote it kind of earlier on, but it was kind of like the ending, so that helped me fill in the gap a little bit. So it kind of it kind of just grew itself. Really, it wasn't like a strict arc to stick to. Are you calling it a concept album first of all, and presuming that maybe you are? Um, like, wh- when did that come into it? Was that there from the outset? This kind of idea of like a, a relationship, a kind of a breakdown in a relationship. These characters that you're you're um, uh, singing about on the album. It was early enough on because of baby talk, yeah. Um, I, th- I, don't, I, I think I might have said it to you that I might try to write a little bit that way. And you, you came on board with it and Susan adjusted some of her songs and kind of changed some. And we talked about who would sing what, where on each other's songs to kind of to make it, you know, to kind of bind the songs together in a kind of a narrative. We, it is, I guess it is, a concept because we tried to do that but it doesn't have any like definite storyline into it it's a, a lot of it had to be would have to be imagined i guess by the listener so like obviously a, a duet album uh did did you kind of think about that lineage of it as well and like oh what are the great duet albums of the past like i was i was even listening just before i was talking to you i was listening to bonnie Vare's collaboration with uh taylor swift from last year which i think is uh is a great recent one but was that something that you're thinking of as well in terms of like um you know this is part of a, a specific genre in music or were you just like We'll, we'll just uh, make whatever album we have to make. I wasn't thinking about it. I'm aware of some um, duo albums, but no, it wasn't for me. I, I think I, I think I saw us as two artists that were separate, that were coming together to try and find this common denominator in the songs and whatever that turned out like was going to be its own thing. Even though that's not not necessarily the case, of course it's comparable. Mm. Um, I, I I I don't know uh, the the Raising Sand album I'd heard, you know the Robert Plant, Alison Krauss. I don't know a lot of the other ones. I know a lot of the John Prine 
duets that the, the, he did over the years, and I like those. But um, I don't know when you're when you're kind of when you're working on something. I guess you don't really you don't really kind of think about. You'd be worried about what it might sound too much like in specific to melody or something like that. But in a broader way, not really. Um, you wouldn't. I, I don't know. But well, if I knew more about it, maybe I maybe I could have worried. If I had like been like well versed in in duet albums, then I could say, "Oh shit, this is too close to this and that." But because I make it helped. <laughs> and and tell me how the songs have translated to the stage because uh, I think that it was all made in lockdown. I'm not sure how much time you spent in each other's uh, actual company with making the songs, but how have they? W- was it easy to take them to the stage as well? Yeah, they've just, they've become a little more delicate in moments. And we've had to, I mean, telling the, telling a little bit of the story on stage um, has, has proven to be a little comical at moments. Hmm. Um, I, I guess there's, there's slightly slaty moments <laughs> in there as well. Um, and that's nice. Getting a getting a chance to embody that character, um, and yeah, <laughs> I've never stood on stage feeling like a cheater before, <laughs> and also a diva, um, so that's fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's actually working out really lovely, and um, they I think because the songs are, you know, really centered around the lyrics and those piano parts that actually they really hold they really hold in in a very beautiful way um as a two-piece as well which was also a concern when you take away those beautiful string arrangements and you know alan's guitar and you know the whole production of the album will it will it hold on its own but uh so far it, it feels like it is and and was the writing process actually easy for the album as well? Like assuming these characters and these storylines, did that come easy enough? Is was that a change um, of how you would usually do it at all, or just kind of a continuation of what you've done before? I was always a fan of using uh, speech in songs. You know what people are directly saying in real life, um, and when you do have a second voice. It's actually it makes it kind of easier to you to use that tool because you don't have to you don't have to say like and then you said this because you actually have the person there to say it you know um, uh, so yeah I I'm always a kind of a I like the conversational songs like uh, Tom Waits does it a lot um, and John Prine too um, I like I like that style where you just get kind of the listener gets a kind of a vignette of a conversation that has kind of some revealing elements to it um, but it's also normal you know okay I like that are you proud of, of the album now looking back I mean you, you've had almost have you had like a full year uh, of, of living with it are you, are you proud of what you've achieved yeah yeah uh, it's as it's a bit of a blur sometimes because we did a lot of the co-writing on Zoom calls and, you know, while they're, they're real and they're happening, when you're not actually in person, you tend to just, you know, slot it into the day 
in your own base or your own home. So after after a year to, to realize that we've actually got this physical thing that's manifested, um, it just it feels like where where were the man hours that went into that? And they were they were there, they were there, but um just very different to anything. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested in how uh, these creative pieces come out of Zoom calls. Is it just like, you know, I've, do, I've done all of my interviews for the past 18 months over Zoom as well. Like I find the idea of interviewing someone in real life will be a big uh, change up. I mean, wh- when you're trying to create a song or trying to write together, is it just like leaving the Zoom open for like nine hours of the day and, you know, you just see the other wo- person walking past the screen and everything like how? How did it actually work for you guys? Um, the call, it, it, I find the calls actually the the internet calls quite useful because because you can hang up for and say I'll call you back in fifteen minutes, uh, and I can work you know and the two people can work separately on some melodic idea and not be drowning each other out in the same room or distracting each other or feeling a little bit of conscious about something uh, you can actually revert back to your you know private room and shout and squeal out some false melody that's never going to work and you don't have to feel embarrassed that the other person has heard you make this folly um so yeah i, th- I found it very useful that element of it um, and just beca- because I know that you've had it finished for a while, do you know, ap- apart from touring now, which I'm sure that you're uh, enjoying and looking forward to getting back to Ireland as well to play some gigs, like, do you know what's next, both for you guys as a duo? Have you talked about making more music and maybe individually as well? Are you making music as well or what What are you up to? Well, Mix helped me uh, write a couple of songs that I'm recording as part of my solo stuff as well um but we have no plans for the next you know i think it's we're just going to see what this kind of album does for the moment cool well listen thanks a lot for taking the time talking all the way from the us um best luck on the tour and uh hope it all goes well it's, it sounds like the album is really connected with fans so uh that's been great to see i can't wait to see it uh in person as well in a couple of months too hopefully hopefully thank you very much John. Thank you. Talking, talk it over. I can't hear a single word. Make me out a traitor. Cause I don't like to you no more. Get your bloody notepad out, baby. Let's start down on the floor. Now, if I had said that, you'd be shouting down the wall. Oh
Tanto 